Welcome to Real Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate. This is Felicia Crawford Randall, Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion for St. Louis Realtors. As we celebrate Black History Month and reflect on our past, our contributions to this country, how far we've come as Black Americans, and where we plan to go, we wanted to highlight someone who is on her way to blazing a trail and making history through her work in changing the landscape of the St. Louis community by providing underserved populations with tools to gain home ownership. Today's guest is Ivy Grant, broker associate with St. Louis Metro Realtors, program manager of pre-purchase and HUD certified counselor in the housing division for Urban League of Metropolitan St. Louis and founder and president of I Am My Sister Foundation. Ivy is also a new board member and the 2024 chair of the Inclusion Advisory Group at St. Louis Realtors. Ivy, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. I am excited to be here. Can you tell us about each one of these roles that you are currently working in? Um, So I have been in real estate now going on 10 years. I am the broker associate for my family-owned real estate brokerage, which is St. Louis Metro Realtors. Um, My mom has been in real estate over 25 years, so that is how I came to the field of real estate I am a HUD certified housing counselor, as you stated, with the Urban League of Metropolitan St. Louis. So over at the Urban League, I teach their first time um, home buyers classes each month. And I also uh, manage the down payment assistance that we provide for first time home buyers as well. And um, I Am My Sister is the foundation that I launched last, um, it was April 2023, and it is for single African-American women with children, and we take them through a holistic approach mentally, physically, financially, Mm -hmm. and um, spiritually to get them to the place of home ownership. So a lot of times there are fears attached with understanding that home ownership is possible. So I've partnered with the licensed professional counselor, and we are providing the tools and the resources to make home ownership happen. That sounds so awesome. Can you tell us about your successes and challenges as a realtor? Some successes that I've had within my real estate career has definitely been able to see people and to provide the resources and the assistance to help families obtain home ownership. So, um, It is just delightful for me to be able to watch them get into homes and to see how much of an impact and a difference that it really makes for their family Um, and for me to be able to be a part of that journey. And then homeownership is one of the biggest investments that we will make. So being able to then on the selling side be able to – Uh, help people recoup their investment and to be able to see how it builds generational wealth for our communities and how much of an investment it is within our community. Um, A challenge that I've had within my career um, is definitely, it is definitely learning how to be agile. So learning how to move 
with the industry. Um, it is ups and downs coming out of the last two years. I think out of the 10 years, those have been my hardest years within real estate. So really knowing how to shift and how to be agile and understanding. Also, I, I went from a place of um, profit to purpose within real estate. At one point, I used to think a lot about making profits. And once I switched my mindset to really focus on um, purpose is when it got a little easier. And of course, real estate is still challenging. But at the same time, when I see the purpose and the impact that's being made, um, it just changes the entire way I look at it. So um, I know that you have a background in education. Mm -hmm. What caused you to make that pivot? So how I got into education, to be honest, so my background is in graphic design. I went to school for graphic design and journalism. And then while I was at FAMU, I um, applied for Teach for America. So then I got placed. So I always thought I wanted to be a teacher. So then that's why I applied for Teach for America. I got placed back in St. Louis. And um, while I did Teach for America in St. Louis, the commitment is two years. I actually stayed in education for five years. I thought I wanted to be a principal. I absolutely love the kids. For me, it was more so the system. And at me being a teacher, when I saw the kids, I saw their parents. One thing that I told myself is if I can get to the moms, I can get to the child. Because um, just it really made me look at the, the root of the problems that sometimes we see and that we're having that are um, genetically embedded, historically embedded. So really looking at the root of what is happening and within the systems that we're in, um, I knew I had to do more. And I knew being in the classroom was, it was a good experience, but I had to do more. So I had to get out of the classroom in order to really make the impact that I wanted to make. But I still do volunteer with Ready Readers. It's good if you want to read. Ready Readers oh, is wow. perfect. Um, it gives me the opportunity to sometimes go into the classroom and be that good person that has to come in and not always have to be the disciplinarian that teachers have to be within the classroom. So, yep, so that is how it has shifted. But the skills shifted right with me, so it was a very good experience. Wow, it sounds like giving back is in your DNA. Yeah. And, I, and I'm so happy that uh, that we have people like you who yeah. are willing to do those kind of things. Absolutely. Thank you. What prompted you to um, create the I Am My Sister Foundation? Um, for me, years ago, I did say that I wanted to have a nonprofit. I didn't know what that would look like. I've always had a desire for that. And it kind of went by way, by the wayside for a long time. And just recently, um, I went through a divorce. And it was the one of the darkest times of my life to where um, I had to really sit with myself. And through that process, one thing that I can say if you've ever heard people say from beauty, uh, from ashes to beauty and di uh, pressure creates diamonds, it's like my purpose really manifested from that space when I was able to sit with me and to really go internally. Like one of the hardest things I think we have to do in life is sit with the man in the mirror. And so once I was able to really do that, my purpose has just started to blossom from that moment. So 
Also, I am a single mother now myself. So I had my son at 18. So I was a single mother at that point. I am now um, also a single mother now divorced again. Um, So I just, it was also a part of who I am. So I think my purpose has stemmed from sometimes what we would consider scars or negative negative things that happen in our life sometimes if we look at the glass half full then we really are able to see our purpose in all of that so being able to take my scars and know that there are other women that if I speak out about my story and I create a space that I know I needed at that point and what I've been able to learn then people can actually also um, heal and grow in that space as well. And it gives them power. It gives them their voice back to know that if I could do it, they can too. So it empowers them to know that it's possible. So you turned your adversity into something beautiful and purposeful. I love that. Absolutely. Tell us more about the actual program of I Am My Sister. Okay, so within I Am My Sister, we have um, the program is set up in cohorts. Um, So last year, we had two different cohorts, one in the spring, one in the fall. We had 26 women graduate from the first one, 28 women graduate from the second one. We have over 70-something women that are waiting to go through the cohorts this year. Um, It has been absolutely a blessing. So we do go over in the cohorts financial literacy, credit, budgeting, savings, Um, We go over the home ownership process and what that really looks like. But we also talk about our um, financial trauma. How did we um, how did we adapt to the beliefs and the mindsets of how we spend money? How uh, whether home ownership is possible or not, we really tackle the roots thoughts and beliefs that we have to start to shift and change in order to reach the heights that we want to reach, which is like one of the goals of obtaining a home, because sometimes our own limiting beliefs get in the way of, of, of potentially the success that we could obtain. So this year, your foundation had its first annual luncheon Mm -hmm. um, to commemorate, I guess, the graduation of the first Cohort, is that right? So we had a fundraising luncheon. So this was our very first fundraising luncheon in order to kind of introduce to the public what it is that we are doing within I Am My Sister and to also um, raise funds and awareness for what we're doing. So I was able to attend that event, and it was so inspirational. Uh, the women that you honored there, their stories were just so moving. And your own story, uh, I, I know you, of course, but yeah. there are so many things about your own story and your background that I was not aware of. Yeah. And I was just moved at at the strength and the determination that you have had in your own life to get to where you are today. And I was so happy that you shared that and that there were other women there to share those similar stories to give hope to not only the cohorts, but individuals who are sitting in that room that needed that type of inspiration. So thank you so much for having that event. Absolutely. And we are actually planning for this year. So we will also post that information on our social media platforms because we plan to have um, an event each year that kind of speaks to the mission and to the empowerment of what we're wanting to do with women. I'll look forward to that. Yes, I'm looking forward to the next one as well. Thank you. So it sounds like you've been making some history of your own lately. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell us how it feels to be able to make uh, an impact through the advocacy for black single mothers in the housing space. 
um, it's humbling. It is very humbling. Um, every time people ask, like, you know, how does it feel? Or um, I saw you on the news or I saw you in the newspaper. It is a, it is a weight because now women are coming to something that I feel God has created for me to produce. So there is a level of responsibility, understanding that if I don't show up, there are other women who don't have access to what they need Mm -hmm. because I'm not showing up the way or in the space that I'm supposed to have my purpose in, you know, so I believe that I'm being used as a vessel to do God's work ultimately. So I have to show up um, and be present and be willing to give myself to what my purpose is. So it's, it's a humbling experience. And I absolutely love the women that come through. Like I am going to bat for them. And I always say that and I always tell them that. But there is like I literally named it I am my sister because that's how I feel. When I see them, when I see women in general, I see myself in you, you know, and so I want all of us to be able to see each other in that same way. How So how are you following them after they leave your program? Um, we have, so right now we have a group meet, and I, to be honest, just yesterday, I think it was maybe 10 women that were not in this group meet, and I took my time out and I sent texts to every last one of them. And I'm like, hey, look, we are in the group meet and I need you all to stay connected. And I text every single one of them. And they're like, hey, thank you for reminding me. So at this point, we may have four or five women that are not a part of this group meet and still not a part of the community. But we have an event coming up this Saturday that's for uh, the alumni. So we have an alumni follow-up and fellowship program that once they graduate, then they move into that aspect of the program Mm -hmm. to where we are, like, having working workshops now. It's one thing to get the information, but then it's another thing to now put it into action. So this year for the alumni groups, we're taking what we know to do, and we're making space to actually now take action on what sometimes is hard to take action on, especially when you don't have the level of accountability that you need. Sounds like a phenomenal program. Thank you. Um, so as we are celebrating Black History Month, tell me what does black history mean to you? Black history to me means remembering the struggles of our ancestors. So understanding that there were people who came before me that has blazed and paved the way for me to be in some of the rooms that I'm in, to sit at some of the tables that I sit at, um, and to be able to experience the things that I get to experience. So for me, Black History is not just a month. Like, yes, that's, that is a good it is good that we have that to make note of it, but black history should be every day. You know, us right. reading about our ancestors, learning about our ancestors because they were powerhouses, you know, and us remembering the power that lies within us, no matter what structures or systems that were put in place to, um, to go against that, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's remembering and being thankful for the people who literally shed blood and died so that we can be where we are. That's what it means to me. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for joining us today. And I challenge all of us to find a meaningful way to commemorate Black History Month. So Ivy, if someone's interested in reaching out to discuss any of the things uh, that we discussed today or they're interested in getting involved in your program, how can they reach you? 
So in order to apply for the program, you can find the application on our website, which is www.iammysis.org. And we are at I Am My Sister Foundation on all platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, my personal um, platform is I Am Ivy Grant on Instagram and then Ivy Grant on Facebook and LinkedIn. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Real Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors. Join us next time for more on real estate news, trends, and industry insights. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate.